Learning a Siche and Chelik Yudzayin on Pirkei Yavis, Perek Gimel. As the minig is, we learn Pirkei Yavis in the Shabbosim between Pesach and Shavuos, and then minig Chabad is to continue learning Pirkei Yavis throughout the summer months until Rosh Hashanah. So here this Sikha on Perek Gimel is a beautiful Sikha, as all the Sikhas on Pirkei Yavis that ever takes the Mishnah and gives us a completely new understanding, a deeper understanding to what the Mishnah is saying. One of the basic ideas that the Rebbe would always say regarding the Mishnahis and Pirkei Yavis, as we'll see in this Sikha as well, based on the Gemara that says, Man de A person that wants to be a Chassid, so he should, he should learn Mili Davis. He should fulfill or learn what it says in Pirkei Yavis. So therefore, when you see Mishnahis and Pirkei Yavis, and some of it may seem superficially very simple, very straightforward, the basic ideas of what a person should do and how he should behave, it has to be something deeper that's meant for a person that wants to grow to the level of a chassid. And the same is here with this Mishnah. When we learn this Mishnah, it seems very puzzling that a Mishnah in Pirkei would talk about something so simple and basic. Today's she is being learned to Lelenishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. Rabbi Chanine Zgan Akayinim Maimah. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Chanine Zgan Akayinim says, you should daven for the welfare of the government. If not for this, that people are afraid of the government, a man would swallow his fellow alive. So the simple Pshara the Mishnah is talking about the fact that you have to have a government law and order in order that people shouldn't kill each other and do things that are harmful to one another. So the question here is, Aleph, number one, Razal Zogin, the Gemara tells us, one that wants to be pious on the level of a chassid, let him fulfill what it says in the Mishnahis and Perkei Yavis. So what this means is, as the Mishnah Yavis, all the Mishnahis and Mishnah Yavis consists of teaching us things that are on the next level. Things in order for a pious behavior as a chassid. Such kind of customs or behaviors that are not required based on the just the letter of the law. But Mishnah is saying that one should follow and do this because of going beyond the letter of the law. To bring a simple example for this. In the Ereshter Mishnah from Dem Perik. If you look at the lesson that the Mishnah teaches us, in the first Mishnah of here, of this Perik, of the third Perik, There are three points that you should look at and pay attention to, and you won't come to do an Aveda. What is the Chiddush of this Mishnah? The letter of the law demands of a person not to actually sin. And if then is Moisif the Mishnah, here, so this Mishnah adds more, an a behavior which is pious and more than the letter of the law, that a, pers- a person should see that he should be in a condition of God-fearing or afraid of a sin, and this is also advice and guidance, that he shouldn't even come close to this idea of, not even to come close to doing an Aveda, how? You're not even going to come near the possibility of doing an Aveda. 
it's going to be out of the question in your mind if you're going to be well focused on these three subjects. So this is, we can clearly see here, uh, this Mishnah is taking a person and elevating him to a place and a level where an Aveda is completely out of the question. That's beyond the letter of the law. Abed, however, they don't have Malchus. The Mishnah that says that one should daven for the welfare of the government. This is not something related in any way to this pious behavior. Or being careful about something beyond the letter of the law. On the contrary, to be, to be careful, not to swallow your fellow alive, is obvious and is a necessity based on the most stringent or severe matters that Taita demands of a Yid. So why is the Mishnah in Pirkei saying something that relates to Chaim Bloy? Based, the second question here is, what is the diakaloshan ishus ve'echaim bloy? What's the meaning of the choice of words in this Mishnah that one would swallow his friend alive? Very unusual expression. The loshan versus ragalu poshet nazafal is hariga. What it seems like the Mishnah is saying is that if there's no fear of law and order, or there is no law and order, so then people would just kill one another. So the usual term is used hariga. That's murder. When Avram Avinu comes to a place and he says, there's no fearing of God here in this place, and he says, I'm afraid for my life. So the term that's used is Or if it's regarding money matters, so then the term that's always used is to steal. Sorry, again. If the term Chaim Beloy does not just mean to kill, but it also means to steal, so then the term would be used, Gzela. Or similar kinds of expressions. Why is it using here a very unusual expression, Ve'inyan, and seemingly this new concept of a person, Chaim Beloy, swallowing his friend alive? What is this all about? Gimel, the third question here is, who is the Mishnah talking about? When the Mishnah says, If there's no law and order, so then this is something that would happen amongst Yidin, or this is something that would happen in amongst people, Bechlal, amongst Gayim, that Yidin are living amongst them. So the Rebbe explains, Everything that happens in the world is dependent on the behavior of Yidin. And as we understand, based on the Pasuk, what goes on in the world is placed in the heart of the Yid. The way Yidin behave, that's how things are influenced in the world. So from them is Vashtandik, so if so, it's understood as far as the Pshad on this Mishnah here. When the Mishnah says that if not for fear of a government, then people would swallow one another alive. The, the intention here is that this could, God forbid, be even amongst Yidin. On the contrary, when Yidin fulfilled the lesson this mission is saying, to have law and order, and not to swallow one another alive, so then this is also influenced that it should be the same in the behavior of other people in the world as well, that they shouldn't swallow one another alive. So basically the point here is that the Mishnah is talking about this possibility even amongst Yidin themselves. Is so the question here is, it's very difficult to understand how this can be. How is it possible to say regarding Yidin 
Aschot shazenafaram kama v'kama klara ha'tzivui Hashem baza. Even though there are more than one very clear mitzvahs or commands by the Eibushter about this, is venit the made for malchus. If not for the fear of a government, volt niiden volt ayid eingeschlungen und nit stamatzveten nor filariyayu that ayid would swallow and who would he swallow? Not just somebody random, but his friend, his his fellow. Ayid would, would swallow him alive. How could this be true? How could the mission even be speaking about such a scenario amongst Eden? On befrat kanal, and especially as we said before, as da retzach wegen Ayidin was learned Avis. We're speaking about a Yid that's learning this Mishnah, Masech Avis. Vile, boilem avich sida. He wants to be pious. Daf er haben die bavarnish von having mispal beshloimish amachas as is only belezayin reheyu. He needs to be warned to be careful not to swallow his fellow alive. How could this be? So this is the beginning of the Mishnah, and now the Rebbe continues here in Sif Beis, in the next part of the Mishnah, that seemingly brings an unrelated statement from another Tana. Noch dem gebrachten Maime steht in der Mishnah, so then, after the above-mentioned statement about Ishashrechaim Beloi, so it's brought here in the very same Mishnah, and this is according to the version of the Alter Rebbe, that this is one Mishnah, another statement. Two individuals that are sitting. And there's no words of Taira between them. They are people that are sitting that are leitzim, scoffers or mockery. The fact that there's no Taira amongst them, so then they shouldn't be sitting together. Two that are sitting and there is Taira amongst them. The Mishnah goes on to say how positive that is and brings a Pasik as a source for this, as we'll see in the end of the Sikha. Now, why is this coming in the same Mishnah? It was already explained many times, as the Fernandez tell from the Mishnahis is Bediok, that the way the Mishnahs are divided is also precise. And, the division of one to the next Mishnah is actually something that could have a relevance in halacha, an actual halacha. If a person is marrying his wife and he stipulates the marriage on the fact that he knows Lishnais. Lishnais means as the Kedushins and as Aken Mishnais. The Kedushin, the marriage, should take effect on the condition that he knows how to learn Mishnais. That's what Lishnais is. The Yeshleima as Zanaginuk Unnaitik Tzakenin. What does it mean he knows how to learn Mishnais? How many Mishnas does that have to be? He has to know at least how to, uh, to learn and explain three Mishnas. That brings it here from the Paiskim in Ebenezer. So it's very relevant to know how we divide the Mishnah. So over here, this Mishnah, Rabbi Hanina ben Tradin, is actually part of the same Mishnah. Some say that this is also one of the reasons why the Alter Rebbe placed the Mishnais of Perkeyovis in the Siddur. Even though it's not part of davening, and yes, there is a minute to do to learn Perkeyovis in the weeks on Shabbos afternoon, but it could be taken learned from a Mishnais. Why did Alter Rebbe place it into the Siddur? So this is one of the reasons. In order to give us and to, to divide the Mishnais properly in the Alter Rebbe's version. And therefore, over here, the Alter Rebbe divides the Mishnayis, and actually here, Rab Chanin ben Tradin is in the same Mishnah as the previous statement of Rab Chanin Isn't it move on? So the question here is, 
What is the Hemshech Meshach is full in Maimah, Shnaim Sheyeshvim Vechulu? What's the continuation and the connection of what it says here? Shnaim Sheyeshvim, about two people that are sitting together, so Maimah, to the previous statement, have a Mispal B'Shleima, to daven for the welfare of the government. Was the Fashtayim Beide in a Mishnah, and therefore they're both in the same Mishnah. At first glance, there's no connection between these two points in the same Mishnah. On the contrary, if you look on the continuation of the next Mishnah here, the Svar is Machayev, it would have been logical, as their Maimer, Hatashaychis and Darv, Zugestellt werden, to the Weitendige Mishnah. This statement here about two people sitting, that they should have Teire amongst them, this belongs in the next Mishnah, where it says, Rab Shimonayim, Gimel Shalom, Achlu, two people, three people rather, that are sitting and eating together, Vulayamra, Allah, Divide, Teire, and are not speaking words of Teire. Was Eich Dort, Rat, there as well, it speaks about the advantage of learning Torah when it's with a few people together. And what's lacking when there are people sitting together and there's no Torah amongst them. So that's clearly the same theme. So why did Alter Rebbe place this in the Mishnah where it talks about and not in the Mishnah where it discusses clearly the same subject? So the Rebbe begins here this, this explanation in Siv Gimbal with a new understanding of what this unusual term of Ishes Re'eyu Chaim Bloy means. The Abir in them, the explanation here is as follows. Vibalt the Mesechta Ovis and Halt Mili Chasiduse Vidimontoid. Since this Mesechta is in, containing in it just matters that are a, a higher level of, of behavior, a pious behavior, as, as we mentioned. Das heist as does einen Heroes for Ayidin was his Gans und Abgeht und Limitatere und Kima Mitzvis. These are lessons or guidance for a yid that's complete in his fulfillment of mitzvahs and his learning of Torah. Nothing is missing him. On him felt not What he's lacking though is is that his behavior should go to the next level to a to a level of a chassid, a pious behavior. Is So then it's obvious as this as this nidok in art in unzuweisen unzusagen rather, as only bagazlen natzweten There's no room to come and command this individual or teach this individual that he shouldn't steal from another yid. When avaden it dem tzivya, as only it dem leven from a yid. Definitely, there's no reason to, to command him that he shouldn't touch the life of another yid. As b'meilu poshit, favazda shteten it bavarnish from ish esreyu harogoy or the bagazel. And that's exactly the reason why the Mishnah does not use the term of of that, that usually is used when you're touching the life of another yid or you're stealing from him. So what's the precise words the Mishnah says? Ish That a man to his fellow, he will swallow him alive. What does this mean, swallow alive? He's following the letter of the law and obviously he's not interested at all, God forbid, to touch or affect the life or even any of the property or possessions of another Yid. Zayin Ratzin is not, however, his desire is only, and the Rebbe puts only into quotations, Chayim Beloi, to swallow them alive. What does that mean? As their Lebin, the life, the Mitzias and the Meisim, the existence and all the deeds, von Zweiten, of another, of your fellow, sollen sein eingeschlungen in sein Mitzias. It should be absorbed and swallowed up by you, by your entity. In other words, when there's another person whether a colleague, or a friend, or a learning partner, someone else that you live with, you want him to be so overwhelmed by your metzies, by your existence, by your choice, that he feels like that he can't speak up for himself, 
he can't express himself, he can't live for himself. You're totally overwhelming him with your ideas and your emotions, but there's no space for the other person. He's swallowed up by you without having any space for himself. That's the idea of that you're swallowing him alive by your overwhelming presence that's sort of controlling him. Now at times, is so on the contrary, in other words, what happens here is, where does this come from? How does this happen? It happens because this Yid is on a high level. The Mylis was hot. Because we're speaking about a Yid that is following the letter of the law and doing, doing everything it says in Shulchan Aruch, and he's learning Torah was hot. As there is Gantz and Limit Torah in his Upkeet and Mitzvah's canal. And then, in contrast to who he is and his learning and his Mitzvah's, he sees that there feel Chesren Islam Tzvet Yid. He recognizes all the different things that are lacking by his fellow. Especially if this individual that he's living with or working with is just a simple person and, and as far as it comes to his knowledge and mitzvahs, And also possibly not being careful properly in fulfillment of mitzvahs. So this itself will lead on the and it actually forces him to this conclusion as yene, davzayim, bottle to him. That his fellow has to just nullify his will and nullify everything he does to him, to this individual that's the one that knows how to learn, the one that is careful with all mitzvahs. So automatically my opinion matters and the other person's opinion doesn't matter. And what I say goes and what the other, the other person feels completely intimidated and he feels like he has no space in, in, in the presence of such an individual that expresses who he is with his learning and his, and his mitzvahs that the other person like, can't open his mouth. Furthermore, you think to yourself that this is actually a merit and a good idea for this person, as a vet that is going to be totally swallowed up or absorbed by or controlled by my by my entity. Because I'm the I'm the know-it-all. I know everything and I and I do everything right. So I'll teach him and I'll show him. Another person becomes completely swallowed up by this kind of attitude that you have. That's the idea of Ish Esri'eyu Chaim Beloy. Not giving the space for another person. He's alive and he's living. And according to the letter of the law, the other person is, I'm only helping him out. But really what you're doing is, you're, you're sort of choking him. You're, you're, you're controlling him in a way that he feels like he has no space to grow and to develop on his own. So now the question becomes, what do we do for a person to have the right balanced relationship with another person? Even if, yes, you are more knowledgeable and you do not do mitzvahs more than another person. But what's, what, what's the Eitzah here to, for a person to, to have the right approach, to allow the person his space and his choice and to develop on his own? So let's see if Dawud Rebbe explains this. Kedei tshushay in order to negate such a kind of a feeling towards your fellow. And such a kind of behavior is nit For this, it's not going to be enough to logically explain to yourself the necessity of this. Varum, because on the contrary, mitzat seichel amiti. Because if you're just looking at this purely logically, if you just look at this and seichel amiti, the way Taita looks at this, we're not speaking about an individual that's a fool or wicked or just outright. A haughty behavior with where he, he just looks down at everybody condescendingly, God forbid. That's not what we're speaking about. 
On, on the contrary, we're talking about a person that that's really wants to do things right. He's a tzaddik, he's learning, and he's davening, and he's doing mitzvahs. He's not So his attitude that he has to someone that's living with him, that's on a much lower than, level than him, so the fact that I am so controlling in a way, and I don't give space for the other, and I'm guarding him and showing him everything and with, in, in, this, in this way that he feels completely uh, overwhelmed by this, there's, there's room for this. Why? Because self calls self. Is the fact is that he is great in his learning and he is so meticulous in his fulfillment of mitzvahs. And the Tzayt Venreyeu, while at the same time his fellow is Garvait from Madrege, is very far from this. And therefore, this calculation and this approach could be true if you take just the letter of the law. The way Taita is designed, what, what it says in the Taita, that he's meant to learn from me. I'm meant to teach him everything, and he should just close his mouth and listen to what I tell him. And especially if the case actually is that the other person does need my guidance and does need me to teach him and show him how to fulfill a mitzvah, so then the, you say to yourself that there's no reason for me to even allow the other person to express his opinion or to choose for himself, I'll control him and I'll tell him everything what to do. On the river, so therefore, I feel enough the ganze, the bald nor, So even after you'll try to explain and uh, talk to a person, but it's it's if it's only going to be you're going to try to logically explain to him as a that you have to give this other person his space, allow him his independence, allow him to choose for himself. He's also a human being. He's not as knowledgeable as you. But he's a human being that could think for himself and let him let him grow and develop on his own. If you're going to try to explain that, the person will not get it. He still will not step away from his notion, from his attitude. That my friend, which is so dependent on me, he's such on such a low level, and therefore he needs me. So he just should just listen and nullify his opinion to me, and I and I will and I will explain him everything. And he becomes absorbed and swallowed up in, in my entity. That's, it's just an attitude which is very hard to shake off because this is the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is that this person knows nothing and I'm going to teach him everything anyways. So therefore, with the best explanation that allowed the other person his independence, it's hard to accept. The eight says, so therefore, here comes our Mishnah and gives us the advice to sein by Zich, Shlilas Hanal Kedaboy, that a person should be able to affect on himself. He is on this higher level, and nevertheless, he should have a proper effect by realizing to change his attitude towards his fellow, the boy, the way it's demanded, the way it should be, fully. It's the Mekayim Zayn Dehirov from the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, here's the lesson, fulfill what it says, have a mispalel b'shloima shal malchus. You should daven for the welfare of the malchus, of the government. And here the Rebbe will give us a completely new understanding of what the welfare of the malchus, of the government, means. The point here is that by davening for the welfare of the government, that by indirect veren, the meire from melech malchi amlocham akadosh baruchu. This will actually inspire him to have fear of the Abishter, which is the king of all kings, the source of the government that he that he's davening for their welfare. On the and when he will sense and feel this fear of Hashem, hot bekoyach to poilzam byim. This is what has the power to influence this person as a 
that he should not see himself as more, as better, as greater than, than the other person, that he totally overwhelms him and he swallows him alive. So what's, what's, what, what are we talking about over here? What is really the connection between the welfare of the government here in this world and Yiras Hashem, to fear from Hashem, Melech Malchei Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch It seems to be just some kind of a hint that Malchus in the Mishnah could also be connected to the Malchus of Hashem. But the Rebbe here will explain that it's not actually a hint. This is where the Malchus in this world comes from. The Azbara in them, the explanation is as follows. Razal Zagin, that matters the way it is by a king here in this world are similar to the way it is with the heavenly king, with Hashem. And the Asbara Derfun is, what, what's the explanation? Why is it so? So so it's known, the explanation that it says, The existence of a kingdom, of a government here in this world evolves from the source of the true kingdom, which is Hashem, the king in heaven. A king here below in this world has his source, a minister in the heavens. That's the source of the way things are happening with this kingdom here in this world. And then the source of this minister above, spiritually, is from in a higher level. And the source goes back, it traces back higher and higher. Expression of a Pasuk. Higher and higher, each one on their post. All the way going back to the ultimate source of kingdom over the entire world, which is Hashem, the King of all kings. So really the existence of kingdom in this world is really an, an, an evolves and is an expression of the ultimate source of kingdom, which is Hashem's kingdom, the King of all kings. So now the fun is verstandig. From this we understand, as b'shas es es dos shloimah shalmachus. When you have a government and the, the, everything is with peace and you're davening for the welfare of this government, the pashtus. In a simple sense, the things physically, materially are are the way they should be. As malchusa da'are heresh mitashloim is chulu that the control of the government is full over over the citizens of the country. Is there endless atavis to them? What's the real reason and cause of this? That's because the heavenly kingdom, Hashem's control over the world, is being expressed here in this kingdom with its fullest force. That the fact that we see the kingdom in this world that has proper control over matters in the country and everything is civil and good and peace, peaceful, it's an expression of the real source of this kingdom, that's Hashem, that's being fully expressed here in this kingdom in the world. On the far, so therefore, now going back to what the Mishnah says here, Ayid, that's on the level that he wants to go uh, to, uh, to the pious behavior. So therefore, Ayid, that's on this level of a chassid. And he looks at something here in this world. He doesn't just look at it superficially. But he wants to really see the truth of the matter. What this genuinely is. So when he davens for the welfare of the government, what is he really davening for? Filter in them. He senses in this something much deeper. And biz not just a sense, but even to, he, this is literally what he sees. When he looks at a king or at the government in this world, he really sees the expression of godliness or the godly kingdom through this government. So what he's really davening for and what he really sees is 
the revelation of Hashem's kingdom in the world. So therefore, when he sees this, the, 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 the shalom of the Malchus in this world, so by seeing the Malchus that exists here in this world, this arouses in him, this inspires him for the, for the fear of the source of his kingdom or what he actually sees here in this kingdom in this world, which is the Eibishter, the king of all kings. And the very fear that he has of Hashem, poiled as by invert nichna oichtis nasus, so this is what subdues the fact that he sees himself better and more than someone else, and he deals with someone else condescendingly. So when he's on this, when he sees that he's standing in front of Hashem, that takes away that attitude altogether. This is not something which is logical, but when you stand in front of Hashem, there's no room for such kind of attitude to another person. When Hashem's kingdom is revealed and you're standing in front of Hashem, the greatest and the smallest are all one and the same. They all have the same value in front of Hashem. The greatest of, of greatest has no value, it takes up no space at all. As much as that's true about the most smallest person amongst small people that doesn't have any value in front of Hashem. So therefore, when he realizes that he's standing in front of Hashem, so yes, it's true that he knows more Torah and he has to teach the other person, but it's not in a condescending manner. You don't absorb and swallow up the other person alive. You give him a space and it's balanced. Yes, you teach him, but you allow for the other person to think for himself, to develop for himself and to express an opinion and so on. So that's what the missionary is saying when it says, that a person, or rather, which brings the Meireh of the Malchus, and therefore, that prevents this attitude of Ish Yisraelu, Chaim Beloi. But there's another detail here in the Mishnah that the Rebbe did not explain, which will be explained here in Sifei, because the Mishnah doesn't just say, pay attention to the existence of kingdom in this world, and a chassid sees the kingdom as an expression of Melech Malchi and Melech Makalish Baruch but the Mishnah speaks about Mespal, Davin, for the welfare of the government, of the kingdom. What's the detail of Mespal in this Mishnah? So the Rebbe gives an introduction to explain this. The Yetzir Hare is Aber and Uman in Zayn Arbit. So I wrote them in the mention from Derech HaYosha. As we know, the expression of Chazal, the Yetzir Hare, is a craftsman. He's, he's a professional at his work to get a person off the straight path. The Rebbe is Nid Genok, so therefore it will not be sufficient. Das was Er Alein, the fact that he alone, it's an Egen HaKoychis. With his own Koychis that he has, his own powers that he has, that he will try to focus and pay attention to the government and the kingdom in this world. And the main point here is, as that when he sees kingdom in this world, what he's really looking at is an expression of the heavenly kingdom. Canal, as explained, but this will not be enough. Vodim says, although, because it's still possible, as Nocha Gewissen's man, that over time, this focus will not necessarily have its effect properly. Because of all kinds of schemes of the Yetzirah that he distracts a person, to the point that this fear of Hashem will become weakened, to the point that it will be just gone. He won't see himself as standing in front of Hashem where the greatest and the simplest are all the same. That's what the Yetzirah does. He distracts a person and confuses him and draws him into other things. So what's the Yetzirah for this? Therefore, what's stressed here in, in this 
guidance in this lesson of the Mishnah is have a mispalel b'shleim mishal Not just enough to be aware and to pay attention to the existence of the Abish's Malchus in this world, but Davin for the Shalom of Malchus. What does this mean? It's not enough for a person just to rely on his own focus and to contemplate upon this with his own power. He has to come also, he has to also rely on this, he has to daven to Hashem. To pour out his heart and daven to Hashem. That Hashem should help him with Hashem's goodness and kindness. A kindness which is not even earned at all. A kindness that comes purely from Hashem. As the Gemara tells us, If you don't have the assistance of above to deal with the Yetzirah, it's impossible to overcome all the different distractions that the Yetzirah brings upon a person. With all above mentioned. And then, with the help of Hashem, giving him this clarity, so then... By looking at the kingdom here and below in this world, he should be able to look and see, even just in the kingdom here below, that I'm really standing in front of Hashem wherever I am. And therefore, I should never have this attitude of Chaim Beloy, of swallowing my fellow alive because I'm standing in front of Hashem. That's the detail of Mispal. So now we understand the meaning of, the, of this part of the Mishnah, of what Ishashrei Chaim Beloy means. And what the Shleimish Malchus means and what the Mespalo means. We come to the next part of the Mishnah that discusses two people that are sitting together that there should be Taira amongst them. So here in Sivav, the Rebbe will explain that now we can understand the connection to the next part of the Mishnah. The Mitvet Zayim Mubon, the Bait the Gehemshah from the Mishnah, so now it's understood the continuation of the Mishnah. Shnaim Sheyeshvin, Vein Benayim Divrit Taira. Two people sitting together and there's no Taira amongst them. So here we're talking about the same kind of concept. A person's behavior and attitude towards his friend. The the real proof of this, that this individual was held by Milid Chasidusa, that's on the level that he wants to behave like a Chasid. After he already learns Taita properly on his Zoyer mitzvahs, he's careful, meticulous with mitzvahs. Hat beemes mevatugaven sein Gefühl von des Nasos und Geivel, a Geivel dem Zulus, that he totally got rid of this kind of this condescending attitude that he has regarding someone other than himself, someone else that he's with, is in them. Is in them. Was euch sein Lernen Teire is in Anayfun von Schneim Sheyesh Mecholo. It's expressed by the fact that when he learns Teire with his fellow, what is his attitude of learning? It's Schneim Sheyesh. It's two that are sitting and learning together. And the Rebbe here will explain a deeper understanding of what this Shnaim Shiyashra means. It doesn't simply mean that they're sharing Divrei Teira, that there's Teira amongst them, but there's much, something much more about this Shnaim Shiyashra, two that are sitting together and learning. Rabir, the explanation here is as follows. How is this the real indication of what's going on with this person? What's the attitude of this person? In other words, seemingly you could say the learning Teira is just one aspect of who he is. The fact that he's learning Taita with someone, or he's teaching him Taita, there's Taita amongst them. How is that an indication regarding his entire attitude towards his fellow? So the explanation here is that Ikir Mitzias von What's the real entity of this person that learns Taita? That's what we're speaking about. We're speaking about someone that already learns Taita and he wants to be in the level of a Chassid. Is Dos Gufa? It's this itself. Zain Eisek and Taita. The fact that he's occupied on learning Taita. 
und alle seine anderen Sachen sind nicht mehr wie tochelige Sachen. The other things that are going on in his life are secondary. So if you want to really know what's going on with this person, who he is and what's his attitude to other people, the place to measure it and the place to prove it is not in his behavior in other areas of life, but it's Tafke and Teire. Because Teire is his whole life. That's, that's his, his, the main Mitzvah of who he is. Wie the Pasuk sagt, as the Pasuk says, a person should not accept praise about himself that he's so wise, or or with his might, with his strength, or with the wealth that he has. These three things, wisdom, might, or wealth, these are things that can change in Gangfen's man over time. Rather, what should a person praise himself with? Haskell the Yudaya Aisi, the fact that he learns and understands Taira. Taira is Azach was ständig. Taira is something which is constant, Nitzchis, it's eternal. And this is our life, and this is for the length of our entire life, all the days of our life. While Derech Razal, as the Mishnah says in the end of Kedushin, that Mani is called Umnisha Ba'ilam, that I put aside all other professions in the world, and I teach my son how to learn Taira because this is something that he has all his life. In his young age, when he's in his old age, the Taira remains with him. So we understand of all of this that if you want to really measure who a person is, when we speak about a person that is occupied on learning Taira, you look at his attitude to his fellow in his learning of Taira. So since the Taita that he learns is the real entity of who this Yid is, that's learning the Taita is movement, so it's understood as the Bittel from Zaymo, Hosvim, to see to what degree he's nullifying himself, to what degree he's he's humble. This is measured by the sense of Bittel, of, of humility that he has when he learns Taita. And therefore, the first part of the Mishnah that was discussing the right attitude you should have to your friend, not to deal with him in a condescending manner, not to swallow him alive, but to give him a space. And he's the same as you when you stand in front of Hashem. Here comes the next part of the Mishnah and says that this is expressed and measured by the attitude and the learning that when you learn with your friend. Thus is the diok. And now here, this is the deeper understanding of what the Mishnah means when it says, there are two people here that are sitting and learning. It doesn't just say that a person is teaching Taita to someone else. It begins right away with the Shnayim. These are two that are learning. As long as the person learning feels that he is himself. He is the one that learns Taita. He is the wise individual that is occupied and is and innovates. So then when he learns and he teaches someone else, he could be in the most kindest way, but nevertheless, his attitude is, it's me, I'm the one that's learning, and I know it, and I'm a Chadish, and I'm going to teach you. So then that's not, there's no real unity between them. Then there's no real humility in the way, in your attitude to your friend. It's not two that are sitting, two that are sitting equally. So it's not just two that are sitting together, but they are on different levels. Two sitting means that they're two sitting on the same bench together. In Aglaicha Yeshiva, they're on the same Yeshiva, so to speak. They're on the same level, in the same class, learning on the same level. Because, yeah, he may be sitting with someone else, but he considers himself to be a Rosh Yeshiva. I'm the head of the Yeshiva, and you're the student here. On the Zweiten, and his colleague or the other that's there, the Talmud. Yeah, Talmud, the other one is just sitting here as a student, and I will teach him. He has to listen to me. 
The Gemara describes that in those times in the Gemara, when the Tanoim Amirayim would teach, there were rows. And if you were on a higher level, you were in the front row, and then there was further back rows. And you look at this person that's sitting across you, and you may look at him as someone that is just a recipient, and he belongs really at a back row. So this is a person that's learning in Taita, but nevertheless, he sees himself as, I, I'm alone, the one that's learning Taita, not Shnayim. We're not together sitting on the same bench. But if a person is totally fully nullified, not only nullified to a degree, well, yeah, he's ready to teach him and so on, but really nullified to the point that he sees the other person as an equal. So then he could learn with his fellow in a mitzvah from shnayim shiyeshen that the other person feels that we are learning together and we're one and the same. We're sitting on the same bench. We're really on the same level. We're learning Hashem's Torah here. And there's no feeling of that I'm better than you and I know more than you, but we're learning this together on the same level. Then, 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 as the Mishnah says, the Shechinah dwells amongst them. This absolute bittel brings the dwelling of the Shechinah amongst them. As it's known, based on what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya and Perik Vav, when a Yid brings himself to this level of Bittl, he doesn't see himself as anything. It's me and the other Yid, we're the same. The milest that I have, I'm smarter than, oh, none of that matters. And as the Rebbe said before, and this is brought about by what the instruction of the first part of the Mishnah was, to recognize the kingdom of Hashem. And he has such a Bittl that he sits with his friend on the same level. That is what brings the Shechina to dwell. This brings the revelation of the kingdom of Hashem, which is the heavenly kingdom. And here you have the revelation of heavenly kingdom itself. Not only like it explained in the first part of the Mishnah, when the person is working on this, and in order for him to connect to Hashem's kingdom and to have that feeling of the presence of Hashem, he comes to this through contemplating what kingdom in this world that he sees is. That's how he comes to connect to Hashem. But then, after that, when you come to that bittel, now the Shechina will come and dwell amongst you, and you'll have the ability to connect directly to Hashem himself. This brings the person to the perfect and the utmost level of the awe of Hashem. And to nullify himself to Hashem. Coming from the revelation from above. Not from the Hizbayimus below that the person is working and coming to this. But then now there's a revelation that Shechina comes and dwells from above. And that brings the ultimate Yeres Hashem where the person is completely bottled. So this is the connection of the two parts of the Mishnah. It's, it's literally, it's, it's continuing Mamish, the same subject. That when you have a Yid that is working on this kind of a bittel in his relationship with his fellow to give him the space and to not to overwhelm him, not to swallow him alive, and that demands a lot of humility. So then the Mishnah says that this humility is expressed in his learning of Torah. And when you have this ultimate humility, now comes a revelation from above. The Shekhinah will come and, and dwell upon you. Here the Rebbe will continue in Sif Zayin, and explain now the Pasik that the Mishnah brings here regarding this, two people that are sitting and learning Taita together, and we'll see here in this Pasik that it's not just simply speaking about people that are learning Taita together, but the, the bittal to the, the to the godliness that there is in the Taita. And this is clearly seen in the Pasik that the Mishnah quotes. We'll understand the language and the order of the Pasik 
that the Mishnah quotes for this subject of the two people learning together. Now these God-fearing Jews are sitting one with another. Hashem listens. For these God-fearing Yidin that are learning tighter together. So now, seemingly, the question here is, we're speaking about two people and they're learning Taita. That's the main point of this Mishnah, the Taita that they learn. Why is the Mishnah saying that these are two people that are God-fearing? Why not Talmidei Chachamim or Taita scholars? How is it relevant here to refer to these people as people that are God-fearing? So the point here is, the fact that between them, together, there is words of Torah, this brings about that the Shechina dwells amongst them. Is the far, But this is only the case when their learning of Torah is not simply learning Torah, but it comes with the right attitude of Yire Hashem in their learning. By these individuals, based on what we learned in the first part of the Mishnah, about recognizing the, the existence of Hashem in this world through looking at the at kingdom in this world, or in any similar way, these are people, these are two Yidin, that their fear of Hashem is, is recognizable, it's there, it's felt, it's experienced, they're living with it. In Teireh, that their conversation in Teireh is It's all a result of this, that they're connected to Hashem, that they're God-fearing. Here again we see clearly the connection of the two parts of the Mishnah when it brings here this Pasuk of the uh, that these two people together are God-fearing and therefore there's that oneness between them. This is the exact opposite of what it said in the first part of the Mishnah when there's this separation, this huge gap between one and his fellow when one is condescending in his attitude to his friend. So through this kind of attitude of the Yiri Hashem, what they reach is, through their learning What does mean? Not only the fact that they're taking Hashem into account and they're giving Hashem his significance, but rather, their learning Taita is that they sense, what is the learning Taita all about? That the entire Torah that they learn, as the Ramban says, it's all the names of Hashem, the holiness of the very words of Torah. I know a person learns Torah, and it's about me, my level of learning, and I understand, and you don't understand, or you understand different than me. That's when you learn the Torah for the, the Svaris, the ideas, the comprehension of the Torah. But if a person learns Torah with this achtos, that he's standing in front of Hashem, and he has absolute experience of Yirei Hashem, so then what's the main thing of his learning? It's, the Torah is holy. It's the names of Hashem. Every word of Torah, the holiness of Hashem that's in the Torah, that's what the person senses. And that's the conclusion of the Pasuk, where it says, that he learns the Torah with this attitude that it's all the names of Hashem.